you. I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. You are with Michelle and Sarah. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. We're so glad that you're here. And we're going to start this with reading one of your ratings um, because we love hearing from you. We love getting to know you and we love hearing that we're helping you. So we also love sending bright boxes to you. So if you leave a review on our podcast and we read it out loud, then we're going to send you a bright box. So if this is you, it's Magisa. <laughs> if this is you, then leave us a little note on Instagram at the women with fire and we will send you a bright box your way because she wrote a review that just makes me happy. She said, I'm not sure there are two better cheerleaders in all the land. Don't you love her already? Sarah and Michelle will make you feel like a million bucks and believe in you 100%. They do a great job interviewing and also inspiring listeners to follow their promptings and follow God's plan for them. These women are incredible and I love the platform they have created. Thank you, Magisa. We love you. Thank you for leaving your rating and review. It makes us so happy. In all the land? In all That's the land. The cool. We love her. <laughs> Nephi would like her. That That's sounds like something Nephi would say. <laughs> In all the land. You're the best. Thank you. So today we are diving into, I don't even know if I have a headline for this. Sarah, what would you call this? This is uh, the just, coolest topic. Yeah, I know. Well, how to have good relationships with women. Now, the reason why we're having this is that I just interviewed Michelle Torsak. So if you haven't listened to that, you need to go listen to her interview. She is the founder of Studio 5, the morning show in Utah. She worked for the church headquarters as one of their communication department. And then now she is over time out for women. So we love her. And one of the things that like I was asking her in the interview, like one of her biggest things she's trying to do. And one of it is that she wants to strengthen relationships with women one-on-one. Like they, we need to strengthen relationships with other women. And so we wanted to dive deeper in that, go into um, just some thoughts we've been thinking about, the scriptures we've been thinking about, because this is a woman who has devoted her life to strengthening women. With Studio 5, she is, you know, going deeper than the regular kind of fluffy morning show and digging into things that really matter to women. Um, and then she worked for the social, with the social media for the church and getting information out to women and families. And now she is you know, over time out for women, which is all about building relationships with the savior for women and also women with each other. So she is a perfect example of someone who is trying to do this. So we want to talk to you about ways that you can strengthen relationships with women. And I've actually, I have a personal story about this. <laughs> um, is this the time, Sarah? Should, should, should we talk about park day? <laughs> it's park day, 2018. Let's hear it, Michelle. <laughs> Well, I used to go to park. Well, I still go to park day, but I used to go to park day and not love it. Um, I had a lot of great women. It wasn't them. It was me. I'm going to, I'll tell you it was me, but I would go and I would think, you know what? I am doing motherhood a little bit differently, right? I have this podcast. I'm building businesses 
And I, I think I felt a little bit of guilt and shame about it. And I also felt like these women will never get me right because their motherhood looks different than my motherhood. I look, I, I understand looking back the irony in it all, just know that. <laughs> and so I would go to park day and not talk about myself because it's like, they would never understand, you know, they, or they won't ever care or whatever. And I would do that. And I just didn't love, I didn't love going because I felt like I couldn't be me. And I, you know, couldn't like that. They wouldn't care about me, whatever. And then one day I thought, you know what? I talked to one of my friends there and we talked about how we needed to have deeper conversations at park day. And that was actually kind of part of the problem. I don't love, I don't love fluff. <laughs> like I want, if I talk to you, I want to know, like I want to know the deep stuff. Um, and so we kind of started changing the dynamic of how, what we did at park day and how we talked at park day. And it's actually taken a long time and it's not like we did anything huge, but one of the things is that I realized that I was part of the problem, actually most of the problem <laughs> because, because I wasn't allowing myself to be open with who I was, right? Like I am a mom of five kids who is fiercely devoted to my motherhood, but also runs a business and that I had to come to terms with that and say, that's okay for me to do that. And it's okay for my friends to say no to that life. And I had to really come to grips with that and say, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay doing what I'm doing and I'm okay with what they're doing. And because they love me, they will love to know about what I'm doing. And there, I just remember like one of the first times I was like, they're like, how, you know, how was your, how was your week went? And usually I'd be like, you know, it's fine. And this time I was like, do you know what? I got to interview some really cool people this week and this is what they taught me. And, and we, it like launched into a discussion on some of the interviews I had had and things I was taking away from them. And it started changing like how we talked and guess what? The reality is that those women love me. And it was okay to talk about my experience, even though it was completely different than what they were having. And, and so now I love going to Park Day and our conversations and my relationships with these women has completely changed because, well, I got over myself <laughs> and we have some three tools and this is going to come from Sister Holland and three exercises, she called them exercises from Sister Holland that are going to help us deepen our relationships with women. So this is so brilliant. And I am positive that every listener here has had some sort of similar experience. And even if you're not a, like a biz person, moving into a new ward, going to a new school, new neighbor moves in and you're, you're trying to connect or something that there, there's always this moment of self chatter that is going on before anything even happens. Like I'm sitting here dying about you showing up there and immediately you've already decided, I can't connect with these women. I'm doing motherhood differently. They're judging me because I'm, I'm working and podcasting and trying to be cool and, and et cetera, et cetera. Like your dialogue has already happened of what part yes. day is all about. And that is all oh these gosh. women. I mean, this is like the middle school curse, right? It is the woman curse. I've been talking to, <laughs> I've been talking to Lisa Funk, who she's from Handliner Design, a dear friend, but she's been doing some mindset coaching and she actually, she's legit. Like, 
she's it. Like she's awesome. So one of the things she walked me through is this is what happens is this dialogue happens. And so because of that, I clam up, right? I'm like, these women will never understand me, will not be my friend. I clam up, don't talk about me. Then that actually happens, right? Because I don't talk about me. They don't get to know me. I don't get to know them. And then, oh, it turns out they aren't really my deep friends. So, ah, we got to stop the inner dialogue here. <laughs> it is so true. And let me give you a funny comparison. And because it's 2019, this is already episode like two of our Thursday episodes. And I have not talked about band yet. So oh, I'm behind. Bring it up. So I've got to bring it up. Okay. So we once went to this marching band show. Okay. And we are up in the stands. And this is what we would call like a drumline competition, right? So snares, tenors, and bass drums and cymbals are all out on the field. And basically what they do is they they play, you know, 20 seconds worth of beats and then they turn it over to the next drumline that's standing across her and they kind of battle it out. Right. And who can like play the sickest beats on this cool drumline thing. And it was sort of like a tally thing that while, while the judges were tallying scores for the huge marching band competition, this was meant to be an entertainment kind of thing. And we had two very different experiences because they had two sets of drumlines. So drumline A is facing B and then drumline C is facing drumline D. So four different drumlines competing. Drumline A and B are fighting it out, and we we eventually saw them in the parking lot, and they were no joke like chewing each other out. Okay, we are the biggest, baddest drumline, da, 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 da. you know, like <laughs> no joke. Like, just, I just want you to think about like band people. Like, <laughs> we lose our cool sometimes too. Like, I know. This makes me so happy. <laughs> this is the best. So they're okay. sitting here like chewing each other out and it was kind of sad and kind of uncomfortable and kind of like oh, okay and then we watched c and d and we saw them in the parking lot and after they were done they were totally mingling together they had arms around each other they were like that was so sick when you played this and this and they were like bonding and deepening relationships with each other and so i talked to the directors of each of these drum lines. And I found that the difference was, is the directors of drum line C and the director of drum line D, who were being friendly and deepening relationships, had brought up their drum lines with the mindset that we are always supportive and kind and we cheer on other drum lines because there is no one else here who understands you more than that person standing across from you. No one else. So why are you picking a fight with the one person who will understand you the very most? And I think this applies to women in so many ways that maybe the instinct is insecurity and surfacy discussion and we are, we are missing out on the person that is going to understand our day-to-day -day the very, very most. So what if you're not podcasting? I've still got a lot in common with you. Oh my gosh, you know? So I had to bring in band because it fits. That was a okay. good one. It, We've all yeah. seen Drumline. We know what's happening. <laughs> Super accurate. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> That's a discussion for another day. <laughs> okay. But... I just really, really love that. And here is, 
here is the basis of what Patricia Holland has based her three challenges on to help us deepen relationships with one another. The magic of these three exercises is that these are things that will help us deepen our relationships with other women, but also, if you need some motivation, they will deepen your relationship with yourself because these are things that we actually want for ourselves and that by projecting them and practicing them with other people, it will happen. It will deepen relationships on both fronts with other women and with ourselves. And so I'm like, ah, that's money. I love that. And now a quick break. Hey, you guys, this podcast is brought to you by, well, me and Sarah, and we are super excited to talk to you about our quest mentoring. If you are growing a business or if you are following your quest and feel a little bit stuck, well, this is for you um, because with our 17 years of business between us and almost nine kids, we know that you have to do things differently. So if you are paralyzed about making mistakes, so you don't, cause you don't want to waste time or money and, or you, maybe you just don't know what the next step is, then this mentoring is for you. And so all you have to do is it's sign up for monthly mentoring where you are going to get a monthly masterclass that is going to grow your quest. You're going to be surrounded in our Facebook group by women who get it, who are cheering you on and you're going to become clear and confident in your quest because Sarah and I are going to be there personally for you. And guess what? All you have to do is sign up right now for a dollar. It's seven days for a dollar. You get access to our trainings, our Facebook group, and us for one buck. Are you kidding me? So go to thewomenwithfire.com slash say yes and sign up today and get clarity and get confidence in your next step on your quest. And now back to our podcast. So here are the three, three steps. Okay. There are three ways. Exercise number one is to forgive. Exercise number two is to accept others unconditionally. And, and exercise number three is to give without any thought of getting. So give me your thoughts on forgiveness, Michelle. <laughs> well, I think with forgiveness, this is a big one because, because of the inner dialogue, I think there's some things that happens among women that only happen in our brain. <laughs> like they won't care about my podcast or, you know, whatever. And that's first of all, not true, but I think that there's this amount of projecting malice or projecting um, intention. They wanted to hurt me when they said this in Sunday school, they were directed to me. <laughs> and the reality is whether they meant to hurt you or not, that is not, that's a debate for another day, but that's actually is not your responsibility. The only thing you can do is forgive. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of power in forgiveness because do you know why? It's because it allows the atonement to work in your life. It allows you to look broader beyond how you might be feeling right then and saying, Heavenly Father, I need help. I need the power of the Savior Jesus Christ to take this away from me. And there can be, there's the story of the wedge, right? Where I think it was President Hinckley and he, he went and cut a tree and he like stuck his ax in the tree and he left it there for years. And he thought, oh, and it grew around it. But then during the storm, it just split apart. Like this was years later. This is maybe a butchering of the story, but you get the whole of it. And that sometimes we just like leave wedges in, in our relationships. And we, you know, 
we're okay and we're happy and we're nice to people on the outside, but we're like, do you remember when she did this to me? <laughs> we can very quickly bring up a time when we were um, hurt, right? And that's not healing. And when we do that, when we bury those wedges, uh, it's, it is stopping us from using the power of the atonement to really strengthen those relationships. And so we have to, we have to, when, when our first thought is usually how dare they or whatever, but maybe we need to give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe we need to say, I wonder if they knew that I'm struggling right now. I wonder, like, I, I always think of like a friend who was going through infertility treatments and she wasn't telling anyone. And she had a few people say some very mean things about like, why wasn't she having babies, yeah. you know, and, and which is so painful. It's so painful. So painful. So while that person should not have said that, <laughs> maybe having a default of giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying, I bet they don't know that, that that would really hurt me. I bet they don't know that I'm struggling with infertility right now. I bet that they don't know how much I actually just need a hug. <laughs> so I think you're spot on. And I, I think that the key to that story is, yeah, they probably shouldn't have said anything, but that, that's not the point of the discussion. The point is, is that she is in pain. She's feeling a certain way towards someone else. And I tell you what, if you ever want to experience the power, like if you ever doubt God's power, ask him to help you experience forgiveness because there really is nothing short of deity that can take the pain of being hurt by someone away. That is deity at work. Like you said, the atonement working in your life. And, and Sister Holland says it so perfectly. She said, forgiveness is the key to peace in personal relationships. If we can somehow wipe the slate clean and see everyone as blameless, we will begin to see ourselves as blameless. And what I love about this is, again, it's that whole idea that the reason we're practicing forgiveness with others is because we also will then be able to practice forgiveness in ourselves, which is critical and which will make any woman be able to, you know, better her world and her family and her life if she is able to see herself as blameless. And I do believe that this is a practiced skill so that let's say little Sarah Jane down the road hurt your feelings a year ago and she comes up in a conversation for whatever reason and that event of what happened came, comes into your brain. It is a practice skill to choose to not say something and throw her under the bus. It is a practiced skill to be able to learn to speak about her in a way that is uplifting and kind and not fake, but but again, benefit of the doubt, like it is a skill and you will be provided with those opportunities. And just think the more you can forgive others, the more you're going to be able to accept forgiveness in yourself. So I think, what do you think? Two? Should we go? Yeah, to let's go on to two, accepting others unconditionally. And this is really brought up <laughs> in my park day example. And please tell me you guys, you guys have all been here, right? And it doesn't have to be park day but where you build walls and be like, well, they're older than me. They don't have, they are, you know, maybe they don't have kids. Maybe they have older kids, but we build, we like put people into boxes and think if their experience isn't the same as my experience, then there's no overlap. And that's not true, especially as women in the gospel who we have a common goal, right? We have a common goal and 
it's very easy. It's very easy to, if you take the time to figure it out. And that's actually like, I've been thinking about this because we recently had a ward split. And so we have a bunch of new members in our ward and new people to get to know. And as I've been trying to minister and trying to like get to know people, I have realized that we have to, <laughs> in loving people unconditionally, we kind of need to embrace the awkward moments as well. Like, I think we need to be okay and say, you know what, we're not best friends yet, but I'm going to take her to lunch anyway. And sometimes it's that moment and that action of actually just stepping out there and being the one that say that says, I'm going to take this risk right now and it's not going to be perfect. And, um, you could say no, and you may not like to hang out with me, but I'm, but I love you enough to take the risk to get to know you more. Absolutely. And talk about making a, a mountain out of a molehill. If you can't approach awkwardness, you're, <laughs> you're going to really, really miss out on some really powerful relationships. And I tell you what, I was just watching that darling little cartoon of Samuel the Lamanite um, prophesying about the Savior coming in five years and how he had been kicked out of the city for preaching. And you know what? He went back. You think that was <laughs> awkward? You think that moment of standing outside the little drawbridge or the gate and walking in that city, you think that was awkward? Yeah, probably pretty, probably pretty dangerous too, you know, in fact, and yet it can feel that way when maybe, maybe you were a flake and you missed a, a, a somebody's birthday, um, a birthday get together, or your kid was unkind to their kid on the bus and you had a big principal meeting about it. Like there's a moment of awkwardness there, or you simply feel like they're older than you or they're cooler than you or they're whatever. There is a moment of awkwardness where you're going to be standing at the gate and you just got to open it. And you just gotta go in <laughs> and you've got to be dedicated to the cause of deepening relationships with these other amazing women. And here is what um, Sister Holland has to say about a specific way to practice this exercise. She said, for one day, make a note every time you critically evaluate someone. Yikes. This doesn't have to be a spoken criticism, though this too should be considered, but it is important to note each time you pass even unspoken judgment. Judgments might be passed against yourself, your own children, your husband, a neighbor, or a friend. Then the next day, see if you can go the entire day without being critical or petty toward anyone. This little exercise might surprise you. My husband will verify that I have conscientiously worked at never speaking ill of anyone. It is a virtue I earnestly seek. I see it as fundamental to true Christianity. When I undertook this little exercise, therefore, it amazed me to realize how often I did pass judgment, at least mentally. I was even more amazed to know how incredibly good I felt about myself when I was able to get through a whole day keeping that tendency in check. Remember that whatever you toss out mentally or verbally comes back to you according to God's plan of compensation. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. A critical, petty, or vicious remark is simply an attack on our own self-worth. On the other hand, if our minds are constantly seeking good in others, that too will return and we will truly feel good about ourselves. Boom. Sister Holland. Sister Holland. <laughs> Bring it home. So accept others unconditionally. Accept them. Just do it. Um, and three is give without any thought of getting. And this, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
This right? is hard because we face it in the business world a lot. Yeah. Don't you think? Because I think in the business world, you're constantly like, how can we collaborate and make this a win-win and da 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 And in personal relationships, man, you've got to approach it in a selfless way. Oh, Michelle, words of wisdom. Let's hear it. Well, you know that ministering is the buzzword of the day, right? Because we're changing from being from visiting teaching and now we're ministering and it's a whole thing. And I actually think that this is at the core, right? Is if we are loving unconditionally, it's loving as a savior did, which is charity, which is also charity never faileth, which is relief society motto. So it all comes back to this, my dears, is to realize that it's about the one. I think that you would agree that the more you get to know someone and the more you get to know someone and what they're going through, the more you love them, right? Because you understand them, you know who they are, you see what they're struggling with. And then, and then it's less about forecasting, like why they're doing something because you're like, Oh my goodness, they're doing that because they are going through a really hard time. And that's a different, that's a different perspective on people because you've gotten to know them and you've actually are able to minister. I think it's important to give without any thought of getting because it allows us to um, truly minister to people and to go in knowing that you're trying to love as a savior loves. This is so brilliant in what Michelle just said, because it really is very closely tied, I think, to accepting others unconditionally. I really think it's closely tied. And, and part of that is because people will disappoint you. You will disappoint yourself. And part of that deals with it, learning to accept our others unconditionally. Some people are flakes sometimes. Some people are no-shows. Some people are overbearing. Some people are, you know, whatever. But when we can continue to give and serve and do as we're asked to do without expecting perfection from people, God, we're going to be in a happier place and we're going to be able to forgive ourselves. See how they're all tied in? They're all tied in. <laughs> and I, I have to say that the, one of the stories that, I know talks about give without any thought of getting, but I think it actually ties all three in is the amazing example of Elizabeth and Mary. And I know that we have finished Christmas time and my thoughts have just been really with Mary a lot and Elizabeth a lot, probably because I feel like I've been pregnant for eternity and thinking about that relationship. And because I am not super eloquent, I'm going to steal a couple of thoughts from Sister Holland about this story, but I just want to set the stage, okay? Are Mary and Elizabeth the same age? No, like not even close, right? Okay, not even close. Um, Mary is the younger of the two, okay? Have both of their sons been prophesied about? Yes, okay. Is one of the sons going to be the savior of the world and the other one going to be the preparatory or are both of them going to be held with savior-like glory in the future? Just one. Just one of their sons is the savior of the world, Mary's son, right? Jesus Christ. And this is what's interesting because Elizabeth had every reason to probably feel maybe a little bit jealous, okay? She'd wanted to be pregnant for a long time 
And then she is pregnant with John the Baptist, who is incredibly important, et cetera, et cetera. But Mary's son is the one who is going to be the savior of the world. So I'm trying to bring kind of the reality into it. And here is what Elder or Sister Holland says. Elizabeth was not petty or fearful or envious. Her son would not have the fame or role or divinity that had been bestowed on Mary's child. But her own feelings were of love and devotion to this young bewildered kinswoman she said only blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb and whence is this to me that the mother of my lord should come to me she's saying why are you here mary also knew that humility and selflessness are the watchwords she knew that when she said to the angel gabriel be it unto me according to thy word and here to elizabeth she's saying my soul doth magnify the lord he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. So the exchange between these two different yet similar women seems to me the essence of love and peace and purity. Surely the challenge of our day is to be equally pure in our womanhood. So I love this because it really shows that Elizabeth sort of mentored Mary through this pregnancy and through this experience of having the savior of the world in her womb. And yet Elizabeth had her own reasons to be joyous and was able to simply give of that advice and love her and believe in the savior and, and love her own life and also cheer on Mary's. And that's the key, right? That's the key is to forgive in any ways that we feel like we've been shunned to accept others unconditionally, even though, it seems like they're getting all the luck or they, whatever, just, but then giving without any thought of getting, I just think these exercises that Sister Holland has given us are going to deepen relationships with other women in powerful ways and also deepen our relationship with ourselves. And I just think if every woman in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints can deepen those two relationships, unstoppable unstoppable is the word. So we are looking forward to hearing about your own experiences on how have you tried to practice deepening relationships with other women and what, what kind of exercises can we put ourselves through to be more unifying together because there are miracles happening because of women in the church. And we want to be part of that with you. So share with us, jump on Instagram with us at the women with fire we are dying to hear on all your wonderful ideas on how we can better make these miracles happen. It's a great time to be alive. Thanks for joining us on our Thursday episode of the Women With Fire podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you wanna connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast, and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast. Find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.